0: Mm. amen amen we thank god for his goodness and we thank god for his favor we are grateful god bless you abundant we've had a blessed service right from the beginning thank you chris and thank you Dwayne, for the worship thank you also simon and uh, and randolph and uh, savannah for blessing us with the reading of the scripture and Also, thank you very much jay for leading us in the time of in that particular time of uh, Holy Communion, and also the intercessory prayer that we have received from our, b- our brother Thrain. Just as our brother Chris shared right at the very beginning, that, you know, there are different graces. There's grace that has been given unto each one of us for a specific purpose and for, for particular use, for the sake of the name of the Lord being glorified. So I encourage each one of us, let us continue to submit ourselves unto the grace that God has bestowed in each one of our lives. And as we submit ourselves to that grace, we will be able to blossom and to advance in that which God has ordained for us. The kind of calling or gifting that he has placed upon this church, Hope Community Church as a whole, and upon each one of us individually, upon each one of our family. That special grace and calling and anointing will be able to come out more and more and be fully made manifest as we submit ourselves to that grace that is upon our lives. Let us not despise it. Let us not look at it as if, why did I only receive this little grace? or Why did I have to receive this much grace? Let us accept it as the Lord gives it unto us. And we shall be able to bring glory and honor unto his wonderful name. One of the words that has mainly come across also unto us for this month is the fact that the Lord is reaching out to comfort us. I don't know from what angle it is that he plans to comfort you. I don't know what angle or what area of your life that you are hurting or you are desirous to see the hand of God touch you and the hand of God, do something new in your life, be it in your area or in your emotions, be it in your physical body, be it in your, in your finances, whatever area it is that you are crying, and you've been crying, and to go from the depths of my spirit. This word has been coming so heavily upon my spirit that comfort, comfort my people, says the Lord. And I feel that there is something gracious or something, I don't understand it, but I know, in, in my spirit that god is reaching out to you and unto me with this particular desire and this plan and this setting that he has set in place to bring comfort in your life to bring a change and a reverse of situations those circumstances in your life for the glory of his wonderful name so i encourage us let us keep on looking up and just as our brother jay Shared with us at the very, in the course of that time when he was praying, he kept on touching on that particular aspect of our faith. Let your faith be stirred up and grow. Don't look at the problem and don't look at the setback. Don't look at the mountain. Let us lift our eyes higher and look unto the Lord Jesus. The word of God says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And as we look to him, Our faith will continue to be stirred up, and whatever has been negative, whatever has been short, has been falling short in our life, as we keep our eyes looking up unto the Lord, there is an operation by his grace that is going to bring about a turnaround, be it sickness, he is bringing about a turnaround. Be it a depression, he is bringing a turn around. Be it, I mean, a financial setback, he is bringing a turn around for the glory and for the honor of his wonderful name. Just let us take our place in him and be assured that he who has promised, he is faithful and he will bring it to pass. And so today we are finishing the series that I have been sharing on for quite some time, and that is the aspect of the parable of the of the sower or as we may call it, the parable of the soil. We have shared many aspects of it. You can go back to the podcast, and you can be able to get the various aspects that we have shared on, on this particular parable. But today is the final the final session that I'm going to be touching as I finalize on the issue of the good soil. So briefly, I will go over once again, just to read the scriptures, just to remind ourselves, the Bible says, It is good for you and for me to be able to continue hearing this particular word. There is great depth of the secrets of the kingdom that are revealed in this particular parable. And I would urge us once again to go back to it in your own time. Go over over it quietly and meditate on it and ask inquire of the Lord. What is it really that is here that you want me to grasp and to understand? And then we will be able to finalize. I'll just read very quickly once again as we finalize this particular session of the parable of the Sower. That is Luke chapter 7 and from verse, uh, chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 and from verse 4 up to verse 15. The Word of God says, And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A Sower went out to sow his seed. And as he saw, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 9. Then the disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? He said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not hear. Verse 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear, then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their heart, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those when they hear, they receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while. And in time of temptation, they fall away. Now the ones that fail among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, they go out and are choked with cares, with riches, and with the pleasures of life. And they bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fail in good ground are those who, having heard the word, with a noble and a good heart, they keep it and they bear fruit with patience. We have touched various aspects of this particular parable, and last week we touched the one of the main aspects that the, of the good soil. We touched on the issues of the wayside, of the rocky soil, and of the soil that has got thorns and weeds in it. We are finalizing. Last week we touched the, uh, the first aspect of the heart. That is the good soil. We say it is a heart that craves, that yearns and longs for the kingdom of God. We shared in depth some aspects about the kingdom of God. You can go back to last time and listen what it was all about. But one thing that I want us to remember, remember the words of Jesus as he speaks this particular parable. He says, let him who has ears hear. He places a responsibility on you and on me to be able to grasp the word that comes unto us, to pay attention, and not just to flippantly allow that word to fall through our fingers. It is as that word is contained in you and in me, and it is sustained in us, and we don't allow it to slip away by anything as it settles in us we shared last week on the aspect that that word brings forth faith it is what to starts to bring faith in us and enables us to be able to believe because without faith we cannot please god and you and me we cannot conjure up faith by ourselves god's word is the one that brings faith in us. That's why John says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Why is he saying that in the he says, and that word, in that word was light? He says that word gives light to every man or every woman who comes into the world. Why? It is because the light that the Word gives into us is the light of faith. That light opens our eyes and enables us to see, as we shared last week, the grace that saves you and the grace that saves me. And as that light shines upon us, we are able to grab the grace of God that is revealed in us, and that grace then comes and saves us it heals us it is maybe the grace of healing it may be the grace of salvation it may be the grace of deliverance it may be the grace of breaking a kind of bondage or habit that we may have in our lives it is as the word of god comes in us it starts up a faith in us that opens our eyes to see the grace that is available for you and for me to be able to rise up out of that hole where we have been for many, many years, or where our families have been contained for many years. That word brings that faith that makes you to leap out of that evil situation or relationship or, you know, containment where you've been contained, and it gives you the strength to step out and say that I am able have victory over this particular issue so we say this word as we say the seed is the word of god and it has the dna of everything all the details of the kingdom of god whatever you desire of the kingdom of god remember what jesus said seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness and all these things will be added unto you the desire of man and woman Every desire we may have is hidden in the kingdom of God. And that kingdom is found in this strange thing that is called the seed. And that seed, we have been told, is the word of God. And as that word germinates in us, it starts to manifest forth the aspects of the kingdom. So I encourage you. Just as last week, we touched one aspect, that is, was in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, where we said, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy God, And we said the good soil is that which longs for the kingdom. That is, the righteousness of God starts to be made manifest in the, the life of that individual. We touched Isaiah 58, and it lists so many things of the kind of righteousness that God is looking for in you and in me. We said righteousness is not a dormant thing. Faith brings us into the righteousness that Jesus has already ordained for us. And as we, after we receive that righteousness of Jesus, then we are to put it into action. And the actions of righteousness are manifested in the work. And in the way we conduct, you in the way that we conduct ourselves. So we have looked at the aspect of righteousness as we touch it. And its righteousness indicates the presence or the good soil that is manifesting itself. That is, you find as righteousness comes in you and in me, that word of God as it operates in you and in me. It changes our work, it touches, it is manifested in the kind of work that we do. It is manifested in our work, the kind of conversation we have. It is manifested in our talk, it is manifested in our thoughts, it is manifested in our desires. That means our work, our work, our talk, our thoughts, our desires, they, they become righteous. They start showing righteousness in them for the glory of God. That is, the good soil brings forth a harvest of the fruit of righteousness. And I pray that for you and for me, may that be the, the experience that you bring forth those fruits of righteousness. And as they come forth, they are seen by your children. They are seen by my children. They are seen by our neighbors. They are seen by our husbands and by our wives. They are seen by our, you know, our brothers and our sisters. Those fruits of righteousness, they are able to see that is truly a soil in, or a heart in which the word of God is growing and bringing forth the fruits that pertain unto the kingdom of God. Now, the more the word is assimilated into your heart and into my heart, you realize the more the shoots of faith sprout forth in your spirit. That's the reason why you need to take more and more of the word. Remember what he said. For by grace you have been saved. That is Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace you have been saved. Through faith. It is, and that's not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. That is, Grace saves you and me, but it is through faith. And we say that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as the seed comes into your spirit and into my spirit, that is the good soil, it causes faith to sprout, just like when you plant seeds in your garden or in your, whatever seed bed that you may be planting them. As they start to sprout forth, that is, Wherever the Word of God is contained, faith starts to sprout. That's why God is encouraging you and me. Take time to listen to the Word of God. Take time to meditate on the Word of God. Force yourself to read this particular Word, you know, and listen. Meditate on it. Think about it. Sing Keep on a songs song that relate to the word of God. The more you do that, faith starts to sprout because the word of God is a breeding ground of faith. That is where faith comes from. Faith does not come from anywhere else. Faith comes from the word of God. No wonder he says in Hebrews, without faith, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Why? Because in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And we are told that faith comes by hearing the Word of God, meaning faith is a a baby or a child of the Word of God. Faith is a spirit that is born from the word of God. And if you want to have it in your spirit, in your life, then you must soak yourself as a child of God with the word of God. Let your songs be the word of God. Let your poems be the word of God. Let your your meditation, the stories you read, let them be the word of God. And as more faith sprouts in your spirit, you will discover the clearer the grace of God becomes to you. Because faith is the eyes that are able to see the grace of God. When people put you down and say you cannot do anything, when people say your family is useless, it cannot achieve anything. When people say your business cannot be able to advance, Your good ground, because it has been taking the word of God, it starts to sprout faith from within. Maybe there's a sickness that has been oppressing you for years, that oppressing your family for years. The word of God is saying to you right now, take me in because the faith to be able to root out that sickness, to root out that infirmity, is found in this word that he has been given unto us and the more you start to pump that word in your spirit, think about it. Refuse not to believe. Refuse to be made to be pushed into a corner to doubt the word of God. Choose that I will believe it, I will speak it, I will declare this particular word. That is the good soil. As you do that, you, di- you discover that the grace starts to find more and more leaves and more strength and hence, The grace of God that brings healing. The grace of God that brings deliverance. The grace of God that starts to give you the power to say no to ungodliness. The grace of God that starts to give you the muscle to punch the devil out of your house, out of your family, out of your relationship. That grace starts to become clearer and clearer because faith is starting to bubble and come up and up in your spirit because the word is starting to take root deeper and deeper in your spirit. Listen to what God tells Joshua, a scripture that you know very well. Before you read that, you know, as you know, the clearer the grace becomes, the greater the assurance of your salvation. As the grace of healing comes clearer and clearer before you, you can rest assured healing will be made manifest. As the grace of deliverance from different habits, from opposition, from danger, as that grace appears more and more, you are able to jump out of that particular danger for the glory of God. Think about the woman whom, uh, whom uh, I think I think uh, Jay read about that woman. Our brother Jay read about that woman. When, you know, for a long she had suffered the issue of blood. And for as long as she suffered, she suffered many things at the hand of a physician. They couldn't help her. All her living, all her money went. Then one day in her house, I want you to realize something strange. She started to think about Jesus. She started to meditate about Jesus. She started to wonder who is this man that is healing the sick? up and down, casting out demons. I I even heard the other day, he raised a dead man from the dead, and that man is living right now. What sort of man is this? I heard he, he brought wine, he turned water into wine. What sort of man is this? The more she thought about Jesus, the more she looked at Jesus, the more she meditated about Jesus, a word the word of God, which is Jesus, because he is the word of God. He started to form faith within her spirit. Then out of nowhere, this woman says within herself, Hold it! if I may just but touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Where do you think that thought came from? That was faith that I had been born out of thinking about Jesus. That was the faith that I've been come into onto the surface out of looking at Jesus and refusing now to look at. Oh, I had there is a wonderful doctor in, in in Newcastle. I had there is a wonderful doctor in in Portsmouth. I had oh there is a, a doctor in Edinburgh. I'm going to go there and spend all her living on the various doctors. She focused on this one who was walking the streets of Jerusalem, the streets of Palestine. His name is Jesus. Today, I encourage you as a child of God, let your eyes focus today on the Lord Jesus. He is the word of God. Now we read uh, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Hear what he says: This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. That is God telling Joshua. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, But you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. What is he telling Joshua? He's telling Joshua, this word, this book of the law, it has got the source that will bring faith in you to make your way prosperous. This word of God has got that has got that, mm, that particular power that will push whatever needs to be pushed in your inner man to make you a victory, to make you a success, to make you to be above and not beneath, to make you live and not die in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the glory of God. This word has got the power to make you be healed and not continue to be on your sick bed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says it will make your way prosperous. And as we draw to a close, that that was um, um, the most important thing, that is the righteousness of God, which is found in the word of God. The next aspect that comes, which is very brief, and I finish on it. He says the kingdom of God is righteousness. We touched righteousness. Then he says it is peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, that is Romans chapter 14, verse 17 and 19. Here, what the Word of God says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For he who serves serves Christ in these things is acceptable to God and approved by men. Therefore, let us pursue these things. Which things? It says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Let us pursue these things which make for peace and, and the things by which one may edify one another. You edify me, I edify you by righteousness, by peace, and by joy in the Holy Spirit. And in, as we summarize this particular aspect of the good soil, there is this aspect that is manifested in every good soil. And that is found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 1 and 3. We shall come back to Romans where I've said righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Word of God says in Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 3, Therefore, since our promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed... The gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. And those who had it, for, and, and by those who had it, for we who have believed do enter the rest, as he has said. So I saw in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. I will repeat again. He says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest. What is this rest? Rest means peace and joy. That is the meaning of rest. It is the epitome of the aspect of rest. If you are at rest, there is peace and there is joy in your life. Where peace and joy lacks, you find there is no rest. So after working out righteousness, which is an aspect of the good soil, he expects you and I to enter into his rest. And I want you to ask yourself as I ask myself, have I tested this rest? Because this rest is available. We are going to enter it into it in fullness, in eternity. But that rest is available now for you and me. He says, therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of this particular promise. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed, we enter that race as he has said. That is, we are entering into the race that has been availed for us. And I encourage you, my brother and my sister, there is a race for the people of God. And that race is for you and I who have allowed our soil to be worked on. We have attended to our soil so that they become good soil. Why am I saying that? Listen to what Isaiah 32, verse 17 says. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17 says, The work of righteousness will be peace. The work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. I repeat, the work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. Do you want to know peace? Do you want to know that particular quietness and assurance? That is peace and joy. It is found in our heart or our soil, bringing forth the fruit of righteousness. That is in our work, in our walk, in our talk, in our thoughts, in our desires, in our relationships in everything that we be involved in, then that particular fruit is made manifest. Look at the experience of, of Paul. We read about it last week in Acts chapter 20. Just listen to what he says, verse 22 and up to verse 24. Paul, this is the experience of Paul. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me, there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But listen, but none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my rest with joy, and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. This man knows he's going to Jerusalem. This man knows he's going to be bound and put in jail if he goes to Jerusalem. He knows that for the sake of this gospel, I am going to be put in trouble. But there is such rest, such peace, such assurance, such quietness and calmness in his spirit about it all. He goes headlong into it because he knows that's the path God has appointed for me. Many of us will run away from that particular place and never go to there because they know the spirit doesn't want me to go there. But here you can hear a man or a woman who has entered into that particular race of God. That quietness and that assurance that it is well. That even in the midst of the sorrow and of the pain, it is well. I am coming out of thee because the word has assimilated into your spirit. The kingdom is starting to manifest its fruit in you, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Look at the experience of Stephen. Stephen in chapter Acts chapter 7 from verse 54, the word of God says, when they heard these things, that is, Stephen was testifying to them. When they had these things, they they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at Stephen with their teeth. But Stephen, being full of the Holy Spirit, he looked up into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, took their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this thing. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Imagine, there is another man who has entered into this particular race. Even when he was being stoned to death, he is being ravaged by the anger of the enemy. He did not cast Why? Because his soil had, that had already come bringing forth that maturity of the fruit of the kingdom, righteousness, joy or adrenuous peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He has the ability to say, Lord, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And because his soil was full, his heart had matured, the fruits of righteousness. His eyes were able to see the heavens open. His eyes were able to see Jesus. His eyes were able to see the right hand of God, the place of power you can see the same. You can be able to enter into that particular race for the glory of God. Consider, as they stoned him, the word of God, the guy just lay down and slept. He slipped off into glory. Why? Because he had entered into that particular race. That is a soil that has assimilated the word of God in fullness. So my brother and my sister, there remains a race for the people of God. The rest means peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. A wholeness and a completeness that the world cannot find. And that's what God is looking for to give you and to give me. It is found as we take this word and we let this word into our heart in all areas of our life. And as this word germinates, it will bring forth faith that will enable us to stand and go through life, whatever it may be. Remember, when Adam corrupted his heart, when Adam corrupted his soul, the earth produced stones and And Eden, which was a wonderful garden, started to produce stones and things that were not good for man. When your heart and when my heart missed the word of God, when we don't incorporate this word instead we allow slander and gossip and discouragements and disappointments and setbacks self pity and all these kind of things to fill our minds the pleasures of life the business world the money world and you know name it all the things that you know the luxuries of our current life the more we allow those things into our lives it is what happened to adam They ate the fruit that they were told not to eat. As a result, the garden that was always bringing forth abundance of fruit, that garden started to bring forth stones and thistles. Hardships and struggles and sweat came into our life, the life of mankind, because that good soil had been corrupted. My brother and my sister, make sure that you tend to your soil Tend to your heart. Let me tend to my heart that the kingdom of God may be produced in you and in me for the honor of God. Let us read the last scripture and then we'll close. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 27. Listen to those words and if you go away with nothing, go away with this particular word. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 27. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. That is my son and my daughter. I would say, do not let them depart from your eye. Do not let the word of God depart from your eye. Keep this word in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and they are health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth, and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead, and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. This is the good soil, the heart where righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit thrive and they blossom. Let that be your heart and let that be my heart for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you and we thank you for the word of God. May you touch our hearts. May we be these heart that you have spoken of in in thy word, a heart that is the good soil, and more so that you have said in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to 27, help us to keep our hearts with all diligence, and may you be glorified in us, that we shall bring forth the fruit, which is the kingdom of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God bless you. That 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 is the final word. Next week, we shall enter into a new series for the glory of God. And just before I invite uh, Chris to finalize, and maybe I'll give us the final song, I just want to remind us, I just want to remind us, once again, let us remember, let us keep on praying. You remember we, uh, we, I announced last week of two of the elders who had been appointed, that was Steve and, and those was, was Randolph, sorry, that was Randolph, and uh, our brother Chris There's a third elder who has also now been appointed, has been added on now. We have three elders. We have got Randolph, we have got Chris, and we've got our brother Jay. He's also been very faithful to Hope Community Church, West London. He's been appointed into being one of the elders of Hope Community Church. So, so far we have this, but three elders. I want you to be praying for them, interceding for them. that The anointing of God is going to rest upon each of them. They'll be of use for the glory of God in Jesus' name. This week I will talk about the various ministries that God has given unto us in hope. And the Lord bless you. My brother Chris, please, you can take over. Thank you, Paul, for that. Um